Greetings, friends and brethren. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Well, the weather certainly has changed here in Wheeling, West Virginia. It is almost 80 degrees and a beautiful day, which we haven't seen too many beautiful days in the last couple months. It's been such a rainy season, so it's good to see sunshine today. Well, I greet you with a joyful heart today, and we're going to be talking about a heart like David. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have given us your heart. We thank you that you now live and reside in us, and we thank you that you are giving us a heart like yours, like David's heart, and we thank you for fashioning us and molding us and shaping us to be Christ-like, to carry your nature and your character for the days that we have left on this earth. We ask you, Father, for your great grace, for we know we cannot do it in our own strength, but only by your grace and with faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to take a look, first of all, at David's life. Now, Jesse, David's father, had eight sons, and David was the youngest of those sons. First Samuel 16, 12 tells us that David was ruddy, that he had bright eyes, and he was good-looking. So, you know, he obviously had a great complexion, probably blue eyes, and he was a good-looking fellow. We know he was the one God told Samuel to select to be the king and was instructed to anoint David with oil. As you know, that story that Samuel was sent to Jesse's home to pick who would be the next king. And of course, Samuel is looking at all the older brothers and they were there were some good-looking older brothers as well. But the Lord quickly showed Samuel that it wasn't the outward appearance that God was looking at. God was looking at the heart. And I can tell you, God is always looking at the heart. He's always looking at your heart and my heart. Jesse was born in Bethlehem. And the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 16, 18, that David was skillful in playing musical instruments. Another way of saying that he was exceptionally talented. It said that David was a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person. And most importantly, the Lord was with David. A man of valor means someone with great courage in the face of danger. We know that David was a shepherd and he took care of his father's sheep. In 1 Samuel 17, 34 and 35, David told King Saul that he took care of his father's sheep and when a lion or bear came to take a lamb out of the flock, David said, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. 
And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Ask yourself the last time you grabbed a lion by the beard and killed it. (laughs) Oh, I'm just trying to be humorous here. But it just shows you that David really was a man of valor. Now, we know that the Bible is always setting a pattern for you and I. And that doesn't mean that we're supposed to go out and grab a lion by its beard and kill it. But these are, this is a real story, but they are metaphors for the, we have great enemies. We have the great enemy, Satan, and all of his demons. So we have great enemies against us. And the Bible tells us that we don't fight flesh and blood. Um, We are fighting in the spiritual realm. We are fighting principalities and powers of the air and rulers and wickedness in high places. So David is a picture of, in the natural what we have to do in the spiritual realm. David deserved the title, a man of valor. He did have great courage in the face of danger. And he wasn't willing to let one lamb be lost, not one. In fact, David risked his life for just one lamb. Think about that. That tells us a lot about his character willing to risk his life for just one lamb. I wonder how many shepherds were willing to lose a lamb so as not to have to tangle with a lion or a bear. Well, that would be the easiest thing to do. I mean, just lose one lamb. But not David. No, not David. He was a different kind of shepherd. Caring, protective, courageous. That's what made him David, and he had a great heart. One of Saul's servants said David was a man of war. Yet, at that point in time, David had never engaged in a battle. Now, I believe that this servant of Saul's was prophesying David's future because David did become a man of war and engaged in many battles once he left the sheep field. David was rooted in speech, which means he chose his words very carefully. His words reflected his ability to govern and discipline himself with reason. It means David had good judgment and used caution when there was danger or risk. The Bible gives us characters in the Bible to emulate. David is one of those persons that we would want to emulate. We want to have a heart like David. And you'll see, as I talk to you in next week's message, more about this heart of David. But right now, right now, Americans are faced with the fear of contracting the coronavirus. So fearful are we that face masks 
have become an acceptable and in some places a mandatory part of our dress code. There is so much fear that restaurants are going to have disposable menus. They're going to have plastic shields to separate uh, boots and, you know, however, however this all plays out. I was informed today that here in Wheeling and probably over many parts of the country, our 4th of July fireworks were canceled. And the public swimming pools are going to be closed. Now, you know, folks, I'm astonished, really, truly. Fear is gripping individuals with a vice-like hold. I, you know, I, as I mentioned last week, you know, you, you may not agree with uh, what I'm saying. You may not agree at all, but I'm speaking from a spiritual perspective. You have to understand that. I'm not speaking in the natural. I'm speaking about things in the spiritual realm. You see, we're fighting an enemy. Yeah, in the natural, we're fighting the coronavirus. But I assure you, in the spiritual realm, I know who brought this virus. I know who unleashed this thing on the nations, not just not just the United States. You know, this kind of reminds me of Israel's army when they were taunted by Goliath. They're a Philistine enemy for 40 days and 40 nights. Remember that in 1 Samuel 17. For 40 days and for 40 nights, this giant by the name of Goliath taunted the Israeli army. Now, some of you have listened to CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, For more than 40 nights in a row. You've listened to it for months in a row. Probably close to 75 days in a row. And it's causing you to be so frightened of this virus. So much so that some of you are actually afraid to leave your home. Now, if you are elderly and you have several medical issues, lung disease, heart disease, diabetes, an immunocompromised uh, system. Yes, stay at home, obviously, because you are at higher risk to contract it and possibly die. I understand that. My physician friend from Tennessee, I was speaking with him yesterday, and he said, if you're elderly but healthy, you exercise, and don't have these medical issues, that I just mentioned, even if you're 80 years of age or older, you will do well and recover if if you contract the virus. So look, I'm not telling you how to live your life. You have to make that choice. You know your own risks and you know your own body. This is what I'm saying. Let's not fear this virus. In fact, let's fear the Lord. 1 Samuel 17 tells us that Israel's army was dreadfully afraid of Goliath. I've mentioned this before, oh, some time ago, maybe even two years ago, about this uh, fear of the army, 
of Goliath. David said to King Saul, he said, let no man's heart fail because of this Goliath. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Goliath, the Philistine giant, said to David, I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. And he cursed David. And David replied, You come to me with a sword, with a javelin, and with a spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So my question is this, where did David get that boldness? Because the Bible says he was a youth. And some uh, scholars say that David was probably around 15 years old. Now, I can tell you where he got this boldness. He spent time with the Lord out in the field with his sheep. He drew his strength, not from his own flesh, but from his time worshiping and loving on his Lord. The Bible told us that he was a skillful musician. So he was out in the field, as a good shepherd would be, most of the day, probably at night at times, playing his instruments, playing songs unto the Lord, singing to the Lord, singing to the Lord a new song. And David wrote many, many songs unto the Lord, many of which we read in the book of Psalms, which actually means songs. This David had such an incredible relationship with the Lord, and he, he knew the nature and character. He knew how God would defend him. He wasn't afraid to go up against Goliath. You see, fear wasn't part of David's nature. It wasn't in his makeup. It wasn't in his heart. He didn't carry fear because he carried, carried the fear of the Lord. Oh, yes, David had a reverence and an awe for the Lord that was so incredible that no bear and no lion was going to frighten David. Oh, no. If they took one of his little lambs, they were going to have to deal with him. And he was not afraid of any lion or any bear. So how does one develop such a faith, such a strength? It comes, friends, it comes from that time spent with Jesus. And so instead of spending time in front of the television, 
for 40 days and 40 nights or 60 days or 90 days, you know, listening to this spewing of fear, the point is to make you fear. I mean, the whole point of it is to make you fearful. You'll be so fearful that you probably, some of you might wear a mask. God knows, forever, every time you leave the house. (laughs) I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be or sound arrogant or making fun of, but I'm trying to make a point about fear. And I'm trying to make a point about trusting the Lord. And I think David is a perfect example of someone that we can look to to understand that we don't have to walk in fear of this virus. If you listen to that every day and they tell you how contagious it is and how it will kill you and how it is spreading and how on and on and on, that will get into your very, very being and you will be afraid. You'll be more afraid of that virus than you are of the Lord. I can tell you that the Lord desires for us to have a fear of him, not not being afraid. That's not what I'm saying. We don't, we're not to be afraid of the Lord, but we are to be in awe of him and be in great reverence of him. So where did David get that boldness? He got that boldness from the time that he spent with the Lord. So we have an obligation to get in our prayer closet, to talk to Jesus, to read our Bible, to desire to be close to him, to know his voice. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. So we want to stop listening to the voices on our television. We don't want to listen to those voices because they just instill more fear until you are gripped and it's just like a vice on your heart. No, tune them out. Turn them off. Wait quietly in God's presence. Listen for his voice. And your fears will subside. Your spiritual strength will grow. Gaze on the one who loves you. And give him all your adoration. It will shift your perspective. And you will renew your strength like the eagle. Now, Jeremiah... And the Lord was speaking through Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 8. And this is what he wrote. He said, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, 
whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. I think this is pretty clear. You see, we, we, we curse ourselves when we trust in man, when we trust in man's voice, and when we trust in that flesh. When our heart departs from the Lord and we begin believing stuff that the television says instead of believing the Lord. And what happens is we become like a shrub in the desert, parched, not inhabited, nothing. We don't see good come. All of a sudden, there's a very negative picture that's painted. Very negative. But the man who trusts in the Lord, that person is blessed. If your hope is in the Lord, you're going to be like a tree planted by the waters. Your roots are going to spread out. And boy, when fear of heat comes, in other words, the pressure of life, that's what he's talking about. The fear when heat comes, it's not gonna it's not gonna bother you. When the pressure of life, the pressure of society, the pressure of what's going on in the world comes and it's coming and it's here, well, your leaf is gonna be green. You're gonna be full of hope, full of joy, full of peace, and you're not gonna be anxious in the year of drought. When everything dries up. Boy, oh boy, it got stuck in our houses. It was hard to go out. It was hard to get things. For some, much, much worse. But you see, for those who trust in the Lord, you won't cease from yielding fruit. In other words, you're going to be so fruitful that you'll be able to give to others who have great needs. I don't. I don't know that I have enough words to encourage you to trust in the Lord. The only way I know that you can begin to trust in the Lord is to spend time in his word because we know that the word renews our mind and transforms our mind and we don't become conformed to the voices of the world, the voices on television. But we're transformed by the renewing of our minds through God's word. And we know that spending time with Jesus and hearing his voice helps to make us a fruitful, peaceful person. Jesus said, peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see, David's heart was not troubled when he saw this giant, when he saw the giant taunting all of the Israeli army. His heart wasn't troubled. Their heart was. His heart wasn't afraid, but their heart was. So don't let this virus trouble your heart. Don't let this virus make your heart afraid. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 
So I want to speak peace over you. David was very courageous. And David's heart was a heart full of courage and trusting in his God. He, he told Goliath, you carry, a, you, you carry a javelin, you carry a spear to me. You come with, with your, your weapon. But David said, I, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he didn't say Jesus, but he said, I come to you in the name of the, uh, of the God of the Israeli army. And um, so we, we, we do too. We come to our enemy in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. And we come with a heart of peace. So I speak peace over you, and I pray peace over you, and I, I'm encouraging you, turn off the TV, tune it out, don't listen to it, go get your Bible, sit down, go out, it's a beautiful day here, read your Bible, listen to the Lord, listen to the birds, rest. Get a comfortable chair out on your deck and just tune out, tune out this television stuff. Listen to the Lord. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I speak peace over you. I speak it every week to you. I say to you every week, I, I end by saying shalom, shalom over you. So I want to bless you today, and I want to take a moment right now to pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone within the sound of my voice today. And Father, if there's anybody within the sound of my voice that has the virus, I rebuke that sickness. I rebuke that virus right now in the name of Jesus. I command you to wither and dry up right now and leave that body in the name of Jesus. I release health and life over that body, and I thank you, Father, for healing anyone today that has the virus, and I pray, Father, that you would raise them up off their sickbed right now in the name of Jesus, in the name that is above every name, and I thank you, Father, for healing everyone that right now has that virus, and Father, I speak peace over every listener today. And I release the peace of God, your peace, Father, the peace that you give us. And we thank you, Father, that the peace that you give us is so supernatural and so comforting to us. So I release this peace, the peace of Christ over each heart, every mind, let every troubled mind be full of your peace right now in Jesus' name. Every troubled mind be calmed, be calmed by the Prince of Peace. Let your peace, Lord, let it saturate every mind and heart right now within the sound of my voice. Every heart and mind be saturated with the peace of Christ right now in Jesus' name. 
And Father, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. I ask you to bless each one with strength, with hope, with courage, with boldness. And Father, let not their heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Well, this is Don Noble. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. And if you would be so kind to keep this ministry in prayer, I covet your prayers. I truly, truly do. And I would um, love for you to help support this ministry. You can write me at Pure Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I look forward to being with you next week. Shalom, shalom.